Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. When you are not happy with something, fix it. Sounds familiar? Well, that's the line which is written on their website. Today, I have. Ashish Acharya and Abhay Singh with us on AudioGAN. They are the two out of the four co-founders of March Tea. Yes, March Tea, which is now one of my favorite brand. In fact, uh, all I have is March Tea in my wardrobe. And mind you, this is not a promotion. Uh, March Tea produces truly simple and high-quality T-shirts for men and women. They are based in Pune, and today we are here to talk to them in two parts. Part one is understanding March Tea's design philosophy. Uh, which I'm in love with, and part two is uh, building of March Tea brand and making of their wonderful products. So first of all, thank you Ashish and Abhay for giving your time, and it's a real pleasure to have you on audio again. Thanks for having us, man. Hey Kedar. Yeah. So yeah, as I mentioned, uh, the first part. Uh, hopefully, we'll try and document some aspects of your design philosophy, and part two is um, yeah. what how did the march tea brand was built and uh, it's still work in progress and uh, how are you making these wonderful products which have a really nice cult following i'm sure like i don't know the numbers of followers uh, just from a social media standpoint but yeah it's it's quite making some waves uh, in the fashion industry as well so yeah the first part is mainly your design philosophy and uh, So Abhay Ashish, whoever wants to take it first, I want to just understand that um, I'm I'm not sure how many people are aware of your background uh, with March Studio. So if you can start by setting, uh, like what are your design background? Uh, how was the like the March Studio days basically? If you can start with there, and then I have few more design questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hi Kedar, and thanks for doing this with us. Uh, so I'll I'll give you a quick background of like how things started. Uh, so Sukh, uh, our co-founder, he started Studio March when like everything was new and digital. It was this is like this is like many years back. Like everything was new and digital. It was pretty raw. There were no rules. Uh, and I think I was like just out of college, and I remember seeing the Studio March website and thinking, "Whoa! Like this this is like." way ahead of its time and like i was pretty impressed by the website then uh, so i joined march around this like i think this was the early iphone days uh, in fact our first project i remember we hacked together a, a tiny game for the iphone like it was a classic egg and basket game and it was fun like and like like if i think about it now i can't imagine that we had a paid game on the app store back then like this was like in around 2010 or so mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i mean like we were doing like pretty cool stuff around then as well and uh, that's how i and suk started working uh abhay i think met us in 2010 11 abhay like yeah, I think, I uh, we were hosting a screening of helvetica movie and abhay showed up there right Yeah, so uh, I actually showed up at this uh, uh, movie screening for Helvetica, and I think that was two thousand eleven, and uh, that's mm-hmm. the first time I met with the whole Studio Match team. Uh, 
and uh, they seem like pretty cool people yeah so i ended up joining the team about 2 years later in uh, 2013 in the january year 2013 um i mean looking looking back at it that that was a pretty epic way to meet you know at a at like an iconic uh, design movie screening uh mm-hmm. after that we all worked together for 3 to 4 years at uh, studio match um back then we were focused on user experience and interaction design for clients uh, but and we had never imagined that we would one day make a team uh but you know we ended up making small projects for ourselves internally i mean i remember the first project that i worked on with the team was called endless which was a phone app and uh, it had only one purpose i mean it would it would go to wikipedia pick up a random interesting article and uh, show it to you on your phone in a really beautiful layout with a huge image and uh, uh, you could just like swipe through articles and we actually even wrote the algorithm to figure out the interestingness of things um uh, wow that feels like such a long time ago <laughs> mm-hmm. wow that's very interesting yeah and even uh, today like till date like we get emails from people asking if it's still alive like uh, that app although it's gone yeah. but yeah it yeah. was pretty cool i think that's the first time we did everything end to end like we thought about the concept we did the app we did the marketing we made, did the marketing video so yeah i think that was probably the groundwork that set was set for march team mm-hmm. yeah even i i stumbled upon that link uh, while i was doing the research and even i went to the app store looking for it but yeah it was not there <laughs> cool uh so coming to march team um i'm starting off with a like a really cliche question but i'm sure uh, it like it would be really different perspective from your side because you've because i've seen uh, that simplicity transpire through the product so yeah march tea is simple so i want to generally understand what's what's your definition of simple as a team uh, individually uh, how does it how does it resonate among the team and yeah in general what what does simple mean to you i think as a team uh, simple to us means something that is uh, as good as it can be without adding any superficial features to it um, in the context of march tea i think simplicity was more of what we could take away from a tea rather than adding stuff to it and uh, in the end just taking what was left and uh, improving it i mean it takes a special kind of obsession to make a basic tea as simple as possible mm mm-hmm. mm Yeah, okay. as a team, okay. I feel honestly we barely use that word. If I remember the last time we used "simple" in a conversation, I can't think about think of it, right? Like it, it's more like it's such such a value thing, right? It's always there, but you never speak about it. It's like Voldemort, like you, you know, it's always there, but never say it out loud. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's always there, but that thing is always there. But we barely use it in our community. I think it's so like a part of us now. Like we just don't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me personally, uh, simple has become a word that gets thrown around a lot by these uh, younger brands. Uh, mm-hmm. As you said, it's almost a cliche to say something is simple these days. But yeah. uh, I think still, simplicity uh-huh. is like a basic and almost automatic requirement for anything that we work on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, to me, like simple is so broad, man. Like I mean, it. it could be different in different contexts but as as a like if you talk about just design and simple design so 
so for me like simple design is just like less design but it need mm-hmm. like i feel like it needs to be the right amount of less like it can't be too less or i mean like if it becomes too less then it just becomes less relatable like i, mm-hmm. I think as a designer we just always strive to hit that sweet spot where like it's less but it's still relatable and it's fun like i mean when you hit that spot you know like you got something like so that's fun yeah Hmm. So in in case of actually I don't know whether I should ask you in this uh, particular episode or the next one but uh, yeah I can't resist so in in case of march the or like t-shirt in general um uh, it's pretty so if you can tell me like what's the process of like simplicity there because it's finally there are sleeves there's body so what are you stripping away Oh uh, yeah. yeah I think as abai said like it, it's just like just being having this obsession of like just taking out things so like imagine like there is a stitch on the t-shirt right like that's something you can't remove but like I think we like we you got to a point where we thought of like how to just get rid of that that stitch that's visible so I mean we ended up making a process that uh shows the st- stitch inside it's like a normal stitch on the inside but on the outside it's totally invisible so mm-hmm. i think we had to bend some of the processes to get to that level uh mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's 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 just like going down to every single aspect like down to like each stitch and see if you can simplify it mm-hmm. correct, correct i think even other yeah. than that uh, in india at least a lot of people are used to wearing these graphic tees and tees with logos on them Uh, we have always made it a point to never put our logo anywhere where it will be visible when you're wearing it so um, i mean it's it's just about utility i mean you i was just saying like who really wants to wear a tee with a logo on it you know uh, so that is another thing that we wanted to get rid of and um, if you look at a match tee it is basically the essence of a tee i mean it's just fabric uh, in a, in a, in the form of a tee where um you know there's nothing superficial there are no buttons there's nothing else on it that day hmm. so that is very literally in terms of the product itself correct correct yeah in fact uh, i can slightly relate to it because uh, uh like some things which are very inherent or something which have just gone uh, way too deep into the bone itself you never really talk about it because uh, like i was trying to learn flute many years ago and uh, uh, i asked my guru saying that how many times like how many hours do you practice and he said uh, i practice so he used to teach magic also so he said i practice uh, magic for like 4 5 hours so i said no no sir flute no 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 flute i don't count so it's is because it's so inside that you really uh-huh. don't have to speak it out loud so i can understand where you guys are coming from when you say that we don't ha- we hardly use the word simple in our conversation yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, how important is uh, storytelling for mastery i mean how do you, how critical do you think is storytelling important because uh, whatever visuals you have whatever uh, communication you put out on your website or Uh, generally like there has to be some sort of a story and these days it's much more emphasis but what has been your observation while dealing with uh, clients during the studio days as well and now uh, building a product itself uh, building like a 
like a t-shirt itself so how critical is storytelling part of it uh, i think it is absolutely critical for us and we do love uh, storytelling um it's not just like a marketing tool for us i mean uh, all of our products actually have a story because in the end they all come out of a need uh so for example the tee was made from a need for something that's comfortable but looks uh, good enough to wear to work then we made the hammer to wear to offices airports and other places where the ac is always a bit too cold and we made the polo because we wanted something uh, nice to wear to meetings and in the end we made a tee cord lint roller to clean all of these things up <laughs> hmm. yeah okay. yeah I mean, there's a story to everything. Actually, like if you take anything around you, I mean, there is a story behind it. All there's always a story behind it. It's just like there's a craft in telling it, uh, which like sets that tone really. So I think like sometimes this has happened to us like a lot of times actually. Like the most trivial product experiences or product making experiences become the most inter interesting product stories later on. Uh, Like as product people, I I think you just need to keep your eyes and ears open to it. Uh, like for example, when uh like we were experimenting with like these tees and like uh how we can do stuff differently, the fabric and all that. And there would be times when we we used to just get like these unexpected good results, and that by that that used to happen by mistake actually. Uh, but then like it, it's at the end of the day, it's it's. something great and like it's not a mistake anymore but actually a cool story to tell everyone uh so yeah i mean like that's also pretty important like i mean you need to identify like uh like the story behind everything that you do uh, and tell tell people about it yeah when we actually but, tell but, people yeah uh, sorry go no, ahead go yeah go so ahead, when we ahead. actually tell people about our products we really love sharing these stories with them so it's it's ultimately not just about a product it's about an experience uh, i mean we want them to know what we uh, when what we went through what we thought of when we were making these things because uh, a lot of our customers also end up thinking the same way i mean it's really not a way to sell a product it's it's more of an honest conversation for us mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what i was trying to understand because our people or potential customers or i don't know what to call it users uh, are they are they looking for these stories or is it again that simon sinek circle where they resonate with the why that why did you build and then uh, people connect with that mm. i think a lot of so yeah yeah by the way i think a lot of people are looking for these stories uh, in a sense where they are they are very uh, conscious about what they wear what they buy and uh, they would end up looking for these things and uh, understanding where where their stuff is coming from so in that way i think they people are looking for these stories but of course that's not 100% of our audience uh, there are others who didn't come to the site actually looking for a story but then they found the story and they found it interesting so uh, you know a lot of them also end up talking to us about it over instagram or over email just trying to understand uh, different aspects of the tea hmm hmm interesting yeah ultimately so, i think your product has to be like top notch and then like if you have a story behind it that just like fits everything together well uh yeah but then uh, is 
does story help you make that product really good you know what i mean right i mean it's is because there is strong reason to it you eventually put uh-huh. that passion and you build that great product but uh, i mean here the intent part comes in so how strong is the intent in making that so am i making sense yeah i think so as i as i mentioned earlier uh, we always had intent for each of our products and it's it's always come out of our own need for something so in that way if you if you think of a story in that way then of course it does help us work on the product so like for example if if you're talking about a tea and we want a tea which we can wear to work if we end up with a with a graphic tea or with something else which you can't really wear to work then we somewhere failed uh, in doing what we started or started out doing hmm fair enough fair enough so uh like st- even studio at studio march uh, uh you guys have been building some really cool stuff so uh how is your definition now this is not like particularly to march t but generally at a more abstract level how's your definition of say good better and then great have changed over time i mean uh, if you get time to reflect back which i'm hoping you guys are doing then that's that's seen uh-huh. in the product as well so how's the definition of how how these definitions of better 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 kept changing are there any parameters to it how do you measure when you are reflecting back i think after all these years of being a designer um, i don't really think there are any parameters for good or bad design i mean of mm. course you need to know the basics of visual theory user experience or whatever you need to make your product but at that point it's pretty much pretty much uh, technically all good design you know and uh, for us the important thing is that uh, anything we make is going to be seen uh, felt and used by real people in the real world so our focus has always always been on these people and how we can give them a better experience uh, if you are able to do that then i would think we've designed something good hmm also i think like talking from a purely digital products point of view i feel like like these are not like pieces of art or architecture that are that are going to stay the same forever right like they are not there's no like a thing called like forever digital product right so uh, i don't think there is like this thing called like a great digital product everything can be made better like uh, take the best product digital product in the world and and you can still make it better uh, so yeah like i mean like to for me like it's just like everything can be made better uh mm-hmm. no but then then like then what's your definition of good then i mean just put it very uh, i mean i had like thought of a longer question but then i would uh, yeah would be interested in knowing then how is a good product because when you're thrown at something which is say like today uh, i'm not a like a physical product expert but if i look at marsti yeah. and i say like i want to make it better like the mm. core the base base t-shirt which you have i'm not talking about the variations and the new uh, catalog which is coming in but just the base t-shirt now how do you define or how do you how do you decide what feature to make better what aspect to make better in the t-shirt in the t- yeah in the in the t-shirt yeah uh it's just a it's I, i think it's just like a process man like i mean there are there are like these things and you just keep hammering at it 
like uh, if you take the fit right like fit is such a important thing like uh, like a tee is just like a basic piece of fabric like it it's, there's no like moving parts in it like the most mm-hmm. important thing is the fit uh so i think fit is something that we just keep hammering at like we've tried so many there are people who come to our studio and we keep uh trying like new uh fits on them uh different we we just like uh identify different body types and just we work with that and uh it's hard like it's it's because like a, a t-shirt is like a it's not like a shirt right like it's not a tailored shirt uh mm. so like even to get like the fit right we have to like just try it on so many people and like uh, obviously like models really look good uh, whatever they wear like but when it comes to real people it's it's a different thing altogether um so yeah it's it's the fit that we keep working on uh the fabric is something we absolutely obsess like uh, we keep looking for new stuff all the time uh i think fabric is is one of the probably the most important part of uh, the tea like for us uh if you sorry I'll, that, sorry uh, sorry yeah. i cut you here because yeah. Uh, yeah this section was mainly towards philosophy so i would probably sure rephrase rephrase the question saying that uh, in case of tea you identified these four two three right. parameters right uh, but at a more abstract level hmm. what is how do you identify that um that even parameter like abhi digital product mein uh, there are different ways to look at say when you when you when you look at say netflix uh, you will say how can we optimize the battery life or how can we enable discovery uh, i think let me let me take a start with this so uh, i think there is a difference between making a new product uh, making a new product that's good and uh, improving upon an existing product uh, so our approach is almost like a user experience uh, design approach to uh, to product design uh, by that i mean uh, we take feedback from customers we we get these emails from people regularly about things that they like thing that they didn't like and uh, we keep working on those things uh, uh, internally so i mean it it need not be a t even if it's something else there's always feedback that helps us uh, get things better uh, but to start off with the first version of the thing that we make is uh, usually based on something that we really want to do for ourselves uh, more than you know looking at industry trends or anything it is something that we would be happy with um, so uh, you know i think if if you want to know what what a good product is for us in that way it is something that would actually make us happy hmm 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 interesting interesting uh, but are there any thoda sa technical jana hai to ki any any parameters to begin with for for like a newbie or someone who's like a budding designer ki kahan pe kahan pe kaun sa aspect pe start karna chahiye i think the beginning uh, of any product design or anything is uh, just kind of noting down your ideas mm. uh, i yeah i think i think it's uh, to me it just boils down to the purpose like why are you doing that thing uh, i think if you if you just nail that in your head let's say i want to make a t-shirt that i can wear to a wear it to a meeting let's say that's my purpose right now like for the product that i'm making 
like i i think like automatically or you start thinking ideas in that direction so i think it's it's very clear to have that positioning or uh what i would say like a purpose for that product or even like a digital thing that you make uh once that is very clear in your head i think automatically your you start like thinking in that direction yeah and i think sometimes even the product product itself might change based on the requirement like we we might end up saying that we want to make a tee that you can wear to a meeting but uh in the end if if that doesn't work maybe it could turn into a shirt or maybe it could turn into something else that solves the purpose more mm, than anything right else. Mm, beautiful mm. beautiful <laughs> uh yeah and and then for this episode i have one last question so since you mentioned that you have a clear purpose then the purpose typically is very focused and very finite uh and there's not like laundry list of things which you want to achieve in a particular thing yes there could be but to begin with it's very very focused so i wanted to understand your perspective with respect to the relationship between scale and quantity um i mean is it is it possible that a well crafted product uh, which needs like a like a super high critical attention to detail uh, yet it can be scaled i mean if if yes it can be scaled then how and if the answer is no then why can't it scale uh, just just like yeah Uh, that's that's pretty much an operations question but uh, let me try to answer it from a design point of view uh, mm-hmm. there is this common notion that uh, scaling up will make a company's products worse but uh, i don't really think that's always the case and if you talk about scale in terms of making several different things lots of variants and do it all in a short span of time then yes i do think scaling up would cause the quality to drop and even that is just because of the sheer manpower and training required to design develop manufacture and test all these products uh, that being said uh, if you have the team for it then the quality should be just fine but on the other hand if by scale you mean making a small number of different things in huge quantities and reaching a large audience uh, i don't really see any reason why that should affect quality i mean it can be done with some effort by a relatively small team of people and uh, that is kind of what we are doing at match Mm-hmm. Okay, and Ashish, your take on this? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's a very hard problem. Like, I, I'm sure, like a lot of businesses these days face the same issue where they have a great product, but uh, ultimately, it's scale that runs the business. So, uh, you're right. It's hard to uh, maintain that uh, that balance. Uh, I think you just have to play the right cards at the right time. Uh. like most of the time obviously because we are obsessed with quality and uh, we would always put our foot down when it comes to quality like uh, we would say to no to a lot of things or uh, uh, as abai said like not cut corners uh, but i think that uh, on the other side there is something this thing uh, which i uh, thought was cool was like design for scale uh, like you when you are actually when you start designing a thing you think of the scale right then like you think of think it's going to just be big uh and i think that that changes a lot of perspective at that point like uh like for example like i i think uh, our website is uh uh simple and fast i i think at the back of the mind we we know that like a lot of people are going to use it 
uh, and it needs to work for each one of them uh, which is why it's like uh, in in a certain form uh, same with our back end i think like we design we actually went and uh, uh, designed our own back end the whole operations run on a custom design back end that we designed ourselves uh, although we could have used any cms or erp system uh that because that's because like i think we know we knew like uh we had a certain we had a certain vision of the scale and like uh how things are going to work so we wanted to automate a lot of things which these uh uh out of the shelf uh, systems don't have uh these are very like small custom things but i think like these smaller automations just like uh i think they they just like help you scale up uh without having too much of human intervention uh like even today our team is like it's just 10 of us but like i think we can handle uh a sale or like uh, a march sale can go really crazy like there are like thousands of orders uh coming in and uh, we can still handle it because our back end system is so robust and like so solid uh and automated in so many ways that it still works out so i think that to me is like just designing for scale uh i think even in terms of like uh, product and packaging like uh we take a lot of effort in like designing the spec for each product and uh like even the smallest label or uh the packaging element uh we we go ahead and like do the specs in like there's every single detail that goes into that spec so when we go from like our idea to production uh the spec works like a it 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 just reduces the friction when that takes place when you're like actually developing something uh so again yeah like i think that that kind of works for us like we we launched uh, in uk uh this jan uh and and i can i can totally imagine like a brand like redesigning it redesigning its systems right from the currency symbol to a lot of other stuff like maybe uh but i think it for us like it was kind of like easier because we had this like very solid system in place and it scaled very easily to a different geography uh so yeah i think designing for scale is pretty important for us like that's something even we are learning uh but it's cool yeah, yeah. it yeah, i think we 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 also don't want to be in the same space as a lot of these other major retailers uh by that i mean we don't want to be churning out new products every few weeks we want to actually scale up our product lineup uh, considerably slowly but get those products to a lot of uh, new people fast you know which is also why you'll never see like 200 different products on the mart store hmm. this is very 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 inspiration inspirational um <laughs> uh, actually on that note uh, you have given me enough food for thought for the next uh, episode and i'm hoping that um, uh, yeah like i'm i'm really keen to ask the follow up questions on the in the next episode because you've already given uh, some hints as to where we'll be talking what we'll be talking about but yeah on that note we'll conclude part 1 of this episode um, and thank you guys for making this and uh, yeah uh, if you can follow Uh, this is for the listeners uh, you can follow ashish on scribble bulb uh, and abhay on abhay kun uh, on twitter and obviously me uh, at nimkar kedar or at audiogan and of course log on to marchti.com 
to get the latest tea. Uh, so thank you guys. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful talking to you. Thank you, Kedar. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope to see you in the other episode. Thanks. See you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher, or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on AudioGyan dot com. Till then, bye.